Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Friday, November 4th. The Canadian government reaffirmed some commitments on tax and announced some new measures in its fall economic statement on Thursday. Finance Minister Chrystia Freeland said that the government will spend almost half of a near $30 billion revenue windfall this fiscal year, including some measures that were announced in September. The government budget deficit will be cut to $30.6 billion next year, with the budget effectively balanced by 2026. The Montreal Economic Institute economist Oliver Rancourt commented that the government cannot take credit for the reduction of the deficit because it's due to the dramatic increase in tax revenues thanks to inflation being higher than expected. He also noted the high cost of government debt, with interest payments set to jump 41% year over year to almost $35 billion this year. Rancourt said the government has every reason to return to a balanced budget very quickly before interest rates make it much harder to do so. Low-income families will be assisted with the rising cost of living through a new $4 billion fund over four years for those who qualify for the low-income benefit programme, while there will be permanently interest-free student loans for low-income students. There will also be measures to tackle the housing affordability issue, including treating flipping of homes to be business income if it takes place within 12 months of the house purchase. Exceptions will include life events such as divorce or death. Also mentioned was the previously announced tax-free first home savings account. Previous talk of wealth taxes are still on the table, with the statement saying that there has not been a substantial review of the alternative minimum tax since 1986. A detailed proposal for how to ensure the wealthiest Canadians pay their fair share of tax will be announced in Budget 2023. The Finance Minister confirmed previous reports of a new tax on share buybacks at 2% of the net value of all types of buybacks from January 2024, and there'll be new incentives for businesses to invest in clean technologies, with tax credits of up to 30%. In the statement she also reaffirmed the government's commitment to work with international partners to tackle profits of multinationals, such as introducing a global minimum tax. The Canadian Federation of Independent Business slammed the government for not providing enough support for struggling firms, including no progress in addressing the crippling legacy of the pandemic debt carried by small business owners. However, the organisation's president did welcome the path to a balanced budget and measures to tackle credit card fees for businesses. While there's frequent talk about the gender pay gap in Canada and globally, there's less focus on the accumulation of wealth at retirement. But the newly released WTW Global Gender Wealth Equity Report from insurance advisory firm WTW reveals that globally women retire with 74% of the wealth that men do on average. This varies across the 39 countries included in the analysis from 60% to 90%. For Canadian women, it's 78%, slightly above the United States at 75%. But for both countries, the wealth gap is mainly due to the gender pay gap and women's delayed career progression due to maternity. The gender pay gap is more significant for women in leadership roles due to a lower trajectory for women in these roles, while the trajectory in frontline operational roles is closer. Women in senior roles are also globally likely to have a larger wealth accumulation gap at retirement, 62% of men's wealth on average, compared to 89% for frontline roles. The report notes that increased focus on ESG has driven conversations and change around gender pay and discrimination, and there's been an improvement in representation of women on corporate boards. But it says that wealth accumulation at the end of career is under-researched and overlooked. These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters, plus Canadian ETFs saw billions in net inflows in October. Fixed income ESG indexes now outnumber equities ESG indexes. And why there's no truth in trust takes years to build, but seconds to destroy. For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.